0: Hello great friends of the show. Welcome to our new ride along. It's Thursday. We're joining you on our ride home. It's been a while since we've communicated. I hope you're enjoying episode four and episode five, especially episode five. I'm really on a personal note proud of episode five. This is what, ride along three? This is ride along three coming at you after episode five. Ahead of really been slacking on. Episode 6. I'm sorry, our schedules in the month of August have been a little uh, cuckoo. But uh, in the next couple weeks, we're going to be back at you with Episode 6. But in the meantime, we're here for Ride Along 5. I think we're going to, at least in my mind, I want to talk about a couple of different things quickly. First and foremost, because we haven't congregated together in the Church of Wanted by None lately, I wanted to call the congregation to order to talk about two franchises that seem to have some problems. One would be Star Trek. And the other is James Bond. you ever imagine James Bond would have a problem? No. (laughs) Especially especially when you have a James Bond. Um, And then we're going to close up doing a little talk about uh, the DC Universe, the DC subscription service. I know we've talked about it a bunch of times, but last night on YouTube and Facebook and Twitch uh, Kevin Smith... And a cast of what seem to be millions of people uh, who make up the cast of uh, DC Daily Live. They um, drop some knowledge on us about uh, the DC universe, so we want to talk about that. So let's start with James Bond. Okay. They have a James Bond, Daniel Craig, who by some metrics is the most box office successful James Bond of all time. Yeah. Uh, They have him locked in for another movie, which will be his final... Outing as James Bond, he wants to come back. They want him back. So you're saying, Jeff, what's the problem? Well, they had hired Danny Boyle, who directed Train Spotting and uh, Slumdog Millionaire, and they commissioned Danny Boyle's friend, who's a screenwriter, John Hodge, who directed, uh, who wrote Train Spotting. Uh, I don't think he wrote Slumdog Millionaire, but he wrote Train Spotting. And the two of them had come up with a script that apparently people liked and they signed a deal to have Danny Boyle direct what we'll call Bond 25 because there is no title right now uh, with Daniel Craig attached to Star and uh, pre-production was ongoing they were going to start real production uh, like November December of this year with the hope to have it in theaters um, in October November of 2019. Well, last week, Danny Boyle left the James Bond movie due to creative differences. And I don't know if people know, Daniel Craig is a producer now on Bond films. That makes sense. So, um, kind of the Bond brain trust are, is Daniel Craig, uh, this uh, young woman, um, Barbara Broccoli. She is the daughter of Albert Cubby Broccoli, who was the. Uh, Broccoli? Like the, the vegetable? The vegetable. He was a British filmmaker who, back in the 50s and 60s, bought the film rights to James Bond from Ian Fleming, Um, and his um, son from another marriage, a guy named um, Michael, uh, what's what's Michael's last name? Michael Wilson. So Michael Wilson and Barbara Broccoli and Daniel Craig um, announced that they had reached a creative impasse with... uh, Danny Boyle. So Danny Boyle has left James Bond. There's no director. And the assumption is the script that they had been working on is gone too. So they have no script and no director. It's usually the other way around in the James Bond universe. Usually there's a script and a director, but no James Bond. There's no Bond, yeah. In this case, there's a James Bond who's ready, willing, and able because my assumption is he's not working cheaply, nor should he. And uh, the producers want to go um, the James Bond film rights had just been sold again to this company called Annapurner, I think I'm saying it right, and uh, some other distribution to Universal So those companies definitely want to go, because they spent money on, on James Bond film franchise rights But there's no director, so now it's, where do they go from here? Um, where do we go? Apparently the script problem was that uh, it was too Cold War-ish the bad guys were all Russians, and uh, uh, they were yeah. afraid it was tracking too much like a new Cold War, and they didn't want that. So, there's rumors that there's Not a... The right
1: time for that kind of movie. No.
0: There's rumors that there's a script written by, um, they have these guys kind of like, they're like the Bond writers. These two guys, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade, they wrote Skyfall, they wrote Quantum of Solace, they want, wrote Casino Royale, and... Um, they wrote Spectre Usually they write it And then a, there's a touch up By a famous writer On the first two It was Paul Haggis He did some work on Quantum And he did some work On Casino Royale These, these names are ridiculous Yeah and Broccoli, then Haggis And then this guy John Logan Came in for Skyfall And Spectre He wrote uh, Gladiator uh, He did some work On some Star Trek movies Nice tie in to What we'll talk about next So that's a potential, I guess that script could still be in existence Director, well, you know, all the names have come up Chris Nolan, who's always in the James Bond discussion Uh, Martin Campbell, he directed Casino Royale He also directed GoldenEye Both of which were very successful and very well received Bond films I think you know what the Bond movie that Chris Nolan wants to make is You've seen it at yeah.
1: the end of Inception.
0: I kind of feel like Chris Nolan would be best served to a Bond, not Daniel Craig. That's not to say he and Daniel Craig couldn't make a dynamite movie. Of course they could. Hell uh, yeah. Of course they could. I'd watch it. I just think if you're bringing in Nolan, it should be to reboot the Bond franchise. Like, I'm not saying this is Bond Begins, it's not Batman Begins, but the idea that you would start Nolan clean with his Bond, he wouldn't be cleaning up somebody's mess. That's that, how I always Is that felt. what we're calling it, a mess? Well, I mean, that's how I always felt about Nolan, is that he needed to come on to a Bond film after Daniel Craig was finished. I think they should go back to Martin Campbell. He's proven he can do a Bond movie, and he can do them successfully. And clearly, he and Daniel Craig like each other. Rumor has it they had a very good working relationship on Casino Royale. So I think the easy answer is Martin Campbell. I don't know what you do with a screenplay. I mean, I guess you could go to Neil... Uh, Robert Wade and Neil Purvis, I'm sure they could throw something together if they don't have something together. And I'm sure you could get somebody to punch up the script. But it's just its an incredible to me that we're at a point where there's a Bond, but no Bond movie. And this is supposed to be Daniel Craig's Swanson. You know, you'd think they'd want to send him off in style. Well, maybe that's why they're being cautious. I hope so. He deserves a good send-off. Not that Spectre, the end of Spectre would have been a perfectly legitimate send-off for him if that was the last... James Bond, uh, if that was the last James Bond that he ever did, I think people would say that was an admirable end. Yeah. I think that's probably true. I I can tell you, people clapped at the end of Spectre because I think we all kind of thought that was it for Craig. I love Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, for the record, is my favorite James Bond. I know that's sacrilege, but. Yeah, you know what? He's a good fucking Bond, though. I love Daniel Craig. I think he's been a great James Bond. I think he's done something that's really interesting and really different and very needed after Roger Moore. And, I mean, Pierce Brosnan was great for what he was, but it was pretty clear after everything that they needed to go in a different direction. And I actually think Daniel Craig solidifies what Timothy Dalton tried to do in License to Kill and The Living Daylights. Daniel, You know, Timothy Dalton wanted to go back to the books and have it be a serious, stoic... Yeah, that's, Angry James Bond. That's the thing I like about it. Which, he doesn't have to say much. No, which it's people great. clearly weren't ready for yeah. in Living Daylights and License to Kill. Neither of them are great movies, I grant you, but it's clear that the public, after 13 years of Roger Moore, had gotten used to a certain James Bond pastiche. Yeah. And I think two things needed to happen. One, they needed some distance between them and Roger Moore. And by the way, Roger Moore was great. One of my favorite Bond movies is The Spy Who Loved Me. I think that's his best movie And I think it's one of the five best Bond movies of all time But, you know They had a they had a, a humor to it And a lightness That the Connery movies really didn't have And and certainly the Daniel Craig movies don't have Although Spectre, they tried to do A James Bond movie They had the secret lair, they had the trap Like, all of the Bond tropes kind of showed up In Spectre Yeah, but
1: how'd that one do?
0: Yeah, it, it, it did what it did Um, I, the other thing I think Um really hurt James Bond is Austin Powers (laughs) (laughs) because the parody was so on the nose Uh, that um, you couldn't do like the jokey Bond movies anymore because I think Mike Myers really nailed it in Austin Powers because
1: yeah it it seems cliche almost
0: now yeah so Casino Royale was a great palate cleanser it was serious Um, thanks Mike and it was a dynamite movie And again top five Bond movie Uh, Casino Royale So for me I think Martin Campbell Is the director And I think If there is a script That's kind of like A backup script You know Let's get some people And start working on it I I want a Bond movie In November 2019 I want it with Daniel Craig I'm a person who I had hoped Daniel Craig Would sign a contract extension there were a lot of rumors in the British press That he had been offered $100, 150000000 for two, three more movies I was hoping that he would come back For more than just one I could do more Daniel Craig Yeah, it sounds like This one, Bond, the Bond 25 yeah. uh, This was He had planned it to be his swan song uh, It's the last that he's contractually obligated to do um, So, you know Whatever they decide I'm a, I'm a Bond fan I've seen just about all of them uh, I own them all at home. That's what it comes down to, right? You're going to see this anyway. hundred percent. I just, I hope it's good. I, uh, I yeah. want it to be good, especially if it's Daniel Craig's last film. Um, and I'm not the least bit interested in talking about who's next, because until Daniel Craig says I'm not doing it anymore, and the film company makes an announcement that says Daniel Craig isn't James Bond, my number one choice for James Bond is Daniel Craig. Yeah, hell yeah. Why, yeah. Why are we even talking about who's next when he's not done? It doesn't make all, any sense. All due respect to Tom Hardy or Tom Hiddleston or Idris Elba or whoever is going to be the next James Bond. I'm not ready to have that discussion now. We're not there yet. Nope. And if, I'm not ready to undermine Daniel Craig. In my in my in my mind, there's one more Bond movie to make, and it's to be made with Daniel Craig. They just need to find a director and a screenwriter. Um, so that also dovetails into Star Trek, which is also going through its franchise problem. They are trying to make a fourth Star Trek movie. They have deals in place with every cast member except one. Sean, do you know who the cast member is they don't have a deal with? Something tells me the one that matters. <laughs> Chris Pine. Yep. So they do not have a deal for Captain Kirk. Um, listen, guys, I liked the first J.J. J. Abrams Star Trek movie. The one that Pine was in and Quinto and all that. That was an excellent Star Trek movie. Yeah. And, uh, and, and very, very good. Uh, Into Darkness was okay. Um, I could probably have done without a remake of Wrath of Khan. But it is what it is. It wasn't bad. It was pretty good. I did not like the third one, um, Star Trek Beyond. I I just didn't like it at all. I haven't seen that one. Uh, It wasn't very good. I can't, I just, for the life of me, that they don't have a deal with Captain Kirk. Like, all due respect to the cast of that film Carl Urban, uh, you know, Simon Pegg, Quinto, all those guys. Dude, Chris Pine is legit in those movies. He has the toughest role out of anyone... To fill Shatner's To shoes. fill the shoes of William Shatner. Yeah. You're talking about an iconic actor in an iconic role. It's parodied, it's impressioned, it's just everything rolled into one. And to not have a deal with Captain Kirk for a fourth movie is just absurd. He does it really well. He plays that role well. I mean... I, they can't make another Star Trek movie With that cast without him So I don't know what they're going to do Yeah. And also to further complicate the matters you know, They are going to at some point I think try to do the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie um, Which is the, the story He came up with a story idea They have a screenwriter And then apparently he, it's Tarantino's next movie After he finishes Once Upon a Time in Hollywood His Charles Manson movie With uh, Pitt DiCaprio and a cast of bajillions to do a, a movie about uh, the, the Sharon Tate murders and the Manson family, I think Star Trek is after that. There are some as to, you know, who Tarantino wanted as a cast for Trek, but to not have Captain Kirk, at least for the fourth movie, is insane, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think Tarantino has to use Captain Kirk in his mind. No, oh, we've talked about that's this That's sort of the impression I get. He can do his own thing. It can be a, 100%. a different corner of the Star Trek universe, and I'd be okay with that. I don't need him to bloody up Captain Kirk. But, that being said, you can't do any sort of tie-in to these three existing movies without Captain Kirk. It, I just don't see it happening.
0: Yeah. I, one of the other people they were holding up, they wanted to bring back Chris Hemsworth, who played... Everybody sit down. If you remember (laughs) the beginning of the 2009 Star Trek movie, Chris Hemsworth played George Kirk, who is Jim Kirk's father, who dies at the beginning of that film. Yeah. Um, They wanted to somehow bring Hemsworth back here. Um, He's another one they don't have a deal with. The two Chrises don't have a deal, Pine and Hemsworth. The two Kirks, if you will. The two Kirks. um, Don't have a deal. So... Star Trek, you know, man, they just can't catch a break. I mean, yeah. I
1: don't know. That's unfortunate. But they're, really also, is, they're also doing a whole new Star Trek TV show. Right? They're doing a lot of TV shows. I don't even know.
0: They're doing another season of Discovery. Yeah. They are going to do a, a series about Picard yeah. with Patrick Stewart. It's going to take place after The Next Generation. How many seasons do you think Patrick Stewart has? I don't know. Why here's what I would say, why limit yourself? I don't know how old Patrick Stewart is. Is he in his seventies now? He's gotta be up there. Okay. Right? Just I want everybody to think about this. They are still gonna do Indiana Jones. They have delayed Indiana Jones 5 to work on the script, but they are still committed to Indiana Jones. If they shoot it when they're supposed to, Harrison Ford is gonna be seventy-six. He just did Blade Runner two years ago. He was, what, 73, 71? Everybody wanted him in Blade Runner. That's true. And people would want him in Indiana Jones for yep. now. You know, this is supposed to be, again, we're talking about swan songs. Uh, Indiana Jones 5 is going to be Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg's swan song with Indiana Jones. But here's the difference. When we're ta- When we're talking
1: about Harrison Ford, we're talking about movies. Yes. When we're talking about uh, Patrick Stewart, this is a
0: TV show. That's a TV schedule. It's a 12-episode schedule, though. Not, it's not a twenty-two episode schedule like Next generation.
1: Which Yeah, which is fair because that
0: was too long. Yeah, those, uh, those uh, pay service TV shows those are ten to twelve episodes maximum. I think so. That seems to be the. I think spot. Titans on the, and we're going to talk about DC Universe in a, a little bit for the third time. Um, you know, they announced yesterday some information about it. We'll get to it, but Titans is only going to be ten episodes, I believe, okay. starting in October. And a new episode every Friday. October 12th. October right? 12th? Yeah. With new episodes every Friday. I did catch that part. So, you know, if you're talking about you're only doing tel- 10 to 12 episodes of Picard, why not? Uh, you know, why not? People will give it a look, at least for the first couple episodes.
1: Oh, yeah. I think people are going to stick it through the season. But, I mean, my thing is, how many seasons could he... What to possibly do. I mean, I guess it's totally up to him, right? But
0: I would think so. I think as many as he wants. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. He's, he's sort of the driving factor there, I'm sure. And
0: I think they're also going to do a con TV show. Uh, okay. Alright. Well, I mean, if you're looking around Star Trek canon and you're trying to do a TV show about a character and you know that Kirk and Spock and them are off limits because they're in the movies... And Captain Picard is already off the board, and and they got uh, uh, Patrick Stewart. Isn't Khan Noonien, Singh the next logical choice? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Why not? He's got to be one of their more popular characters. You're probably right. Has to be. It's the best movie ever, it's the best Star Trek movie ever made. Star Trek II with Arthur Khan. That's the best Star Trek movie ever made. And anybody who says otherwise is insane. Star Trek 2 is the best one. Now, if you want to get into a debate of like Star Trek 2 is the best one and the next best would be Star Trek 4, yeah, on board. Voyage Home was great. Fun little adventure, funny. Uh, I'm also a big fan of Star Trek 6, The Undiscovered Country. I think it is underrated in the Star Trek world. Everybody talks about 2 and 4.
1: Yeah.
0: Of the original movie series, everybody talks about two and four. Nobody talks about six. I think six is underrated. Uh, I like six a lot. You know. okay. Star Trek six. Um, my dad always, uh, for some reason, he always says the line of, uh, "You haven't lived till you've heard Shakespeare in its original Klingon." <laughs> <laughs> yes, my dad loves that line. Um, so I think Khan makes some sense. They've just they've hinted at it. They haven't, you know, said anything definitive. Um, so, it just seems like the movies for, for Bond, for Star Trek, they're just, you know, they're stuck. They just, it's too bad. I'd see Star Trek 4 with Chris Pond. Uh, and I'd certainly be up for another, Jan- a Daniel Craig James Bond movie. So, Bond, Star Trek, from Wanted by None, get your shit together. Yeah, seriously. Give us our shit! <laughs> um... We so just, let's. We just want our movies, We man. just want our movies So uh, let's talk about DC Universe again
1: Yeah, this this podcast not brought to you by DC
0: Comics whatsoever But we're going to talk about DC news. Universe again uh, DC Universe, their subscription service um, Which they've been offering some pre-orders um, You can go for seventy-four ninety nine dollars 99 to dcuniverse.com and sign up And if you do, you get three months free
1: That's the deal, you get three Or months. three
0: additional months free or something like that for a year subscription of seventy-four ninety-nine, my belief is on launch day, which we'll get to in a minute, and after, you can get the year subscription for seventy-four ninety-nine, or you can pay monthly for seven ninety-nine, uh, which is what I'm going to do. Yeah. The service launches September fifteenth, which Batman Day. Thank you, Sean. It is Batman Day. Um, Not an accident. No. There'll (laughs) be a lot of movies and TV shows and original content loaded at launch. Um, A lot of it, it, it's tough to remember all of it, but they remastered Wonder Woman with Linda Carter in HD. uh, Wonder Woman 1977. Um, They remastered Sean's very favorite Batman show, Batman the Animated Series. That is in HD. That is going to be available at launch. Uh, The whole Justice League cartoon run. um, They showed... Uh, the Dark Knight Returns animated film, part one and two. The Super Friends. All of the seasons of oh, The Super Friends. Super Friends. I am so pumped. Oh I loved God. Challenge of the Super Friends. I also loved Super Powers Team. Um, when you're going to watch Super Friends and you're
1: going to be reminded of how f- awful Aquaman is. No, whatever. <laughs> um, but, you're going to watch Super Friends and be like, I can't believe they're making this a fucking yet, movie. Yet how awesome Green Lantern is. <laughs> um, yeah, and I can't believe that movie didn't work.
0: Uh, <laughs> there's going to be comics that you can read um the comic reader was previewed by Greg Capullo who worked with Scott Snyder on uh Batman Court of Owls and uh like Dark Knight's Metals yeah I gotta so, check out Metals but I like Court of Owls Court of Owls is amazing Capullo really loved the comic reader I know he's paid by the company to do so he has to love it yeah but he, <laughs> it, he's it seemed pretty sweet when he previewed it there's going to be a lot of cool stuff there um 1989 Batman is going to be available in the movie section at launch Batman Returns Batman Forever Batman Begins Dark Knight uh, Superman 1, 2, and 3 so much good stuff I'm hoping eventually uh, Batman the old Batman TV show gets put on there I can see Batman that Batman yeah. 66 yeah, I'm I hoping can, for that I, I can't can wait. imagine that going on there um, I'm excited to see the animated series again it's been a while since I've seen the animated series <laughs> yeah I'm pumped Batman Beyond is going to be on there too
1: I do have a soft spot for Batman Beyond.
0: Yep. Uh, there's gonna be a live daily show called DC Daily Live with a cast of, like, 20 million people. Uh, Kevin Smith introduced them last night. Um, there's gonna be a, a, like, a forum and a community section where you can get together and chat and talk about stuff, and, of course, merchandise. Yep. And, um, they're gonna be updating stuff every few months, um, you know, new comics, new series, um... Titans is their first original series launch that is going to debut October 12th with new episodes every Friday through the end of the year. I'm kind of looking forward to Titans. We talked about it on episode 5, now available in our archives, that uh, I'm really excited for Titans. Um, Can't wait to see what they do. I did never, I never read Teen Titans comic. I just, I never did when I was a kid, but I know of it. I know of the stories and, um, You know, I'm curious to see how they do it and what they do. Um, I don't know that I want to see Swamp Thing, which is coming uh, next year or later this year. I am kind of psyched for Doom Patrol. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I'm just kind of intrigued by Doom Patrol. Uh, I like that they're taking a chance. Did they show anything about that? No, no. Uh, Doom Patrol is going to debut in uh, one of the Titans episodes. And then they'll spin off, and I'm assuming Doom Patrol is the next live series to debut after Titans. Um, you know, I'm at the point where I might give Swamp Thing a look. I don't know. I think, I mean, if you're going to subscribe, you might as well, right? Yeah, and I'm going to subscribe on launch day. Hopefully they have the monthly, uh, subscription. $74.99 right now is just a little more than I want to spend, but I'll give them $7.99 a month, uh, to try it out. I'm intrigued. Uh. You know, I'm intrigued by this. I have to say, I watched the launch on YouTube last night. I watched the whole thing. Uh, it was a little long, I thought, but it was OK. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. an infomercial for their service. I get it. Kind of. Um, it was like QVC for DC Yeah, Tom. it really <laughs> was. It was really weird. <laughs> with with
1: great friend of the show Kevin Smith hosting. Yeah. Uh,
0: and Jim Lee stuck in the back drawing, <laughs> Drawing a random photo, a picture of Batman. Which was amazing. That <laughs> Batman photo was amazing. Um, oh,
1: that's hilarious. Kevin Smith looks incredible.
0: Kevin Smith lost 50 pounds. I think people know out there. Kevin yeah. Smith, a couple months ago, had a heart attack and uh, was very close to not making it. He had a very bad, bad heart attack. It's uh, weird, man. That heart attack was like the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, he but fantastic. he uh, he's dropped meat and sugar and processed foods, and he's lost like 51 pounds, I think. Yeah. He looks incredible.
1: You know what my wife said when we, I flipped, I turned it on. I was, I was casting it on the living room TV. And uh, my wife goes, that's Kevin Smith, right? And I was like, yeah, that's Kevin Smith. He used to get his jacket tailored. (laughs) It's it's like, man, you can fit into some smaller jackets.
0: Yeah, I see clearly he's going through the wardrobe shift that everybody's going through.
1: It was funny seeing him, like... Posting with note cards Yeah it was interesting Not like off the cuff comments Like he was actually trying You could yeah. tell he was working
0: Yeah it was pretty good <laughs> but, I thought the show overall was good um, You know I'll watch DC Daily I don't know that I'll watch every day I don't sure. know that I have that time commitment But I'll watch it enough I'm really excited for um, Like I said Batman the Animated Series uh, I own all those Batman movies that are going to be there But I'll watch it on the service Just cause um, I don't have any of those digitally So it'll be fun to do that I am going to read the comics on a bigger screen. I'm very excited for that. One of the comics that I think is going to be available at launch is New Gods, the Jack Kirby New Gods run. Yeah, I think which if do that. you've ever tried to look for that collection on Amazon, it's, it's like $200. Yeah. So like that alone to read the Kirby New Gods, I'm I'm in, man. I mean, I'm in. Um, I do want to buy the Disney streaming service, which they announced, which is Disney Play, I think Disney it's called, yeah. which is going to come out next year. It's going to have the John Favreau live-action Star Wars series. I'm um, a little more excited for Disney Play, just because my love of Disney and Marvel and Star Wars, but I have to say, DC has really impressed me here. Um, I'm excited for Titans. I'm going to give Titans a look in October. I'm going to give the service a look in October, and if I like it, I'll keep it. It's $2 cheaper than uh, the WWE Network. Sorry, WWE Network, on Sunday, my, sc- my subscription gets canceled, and it, it's going to vanish. Um, I, I kind of wanted the DC Universe. So, I'm looking forward to the 15th for um, Batman Day and for Launch Day. I'm going to get it. I don't... Beecham, are you going to do it? What do you think?
1: Uh, I probably won't sign up at Launch. I, I just won't. I don't know. I, I maybe eventually I'll check it out. I'm sure they're going to run some sort of promo, but I know they're doing the three months free now. But yeah. I guarantee they're going to do some sort of promo where they give you a free month trial or something like. Yeah, that Yeah, I'm kind of cu- so curious what they do
0: at that. launch. Um, yeah, I really want the monthly more than the yearly. Um, yeah, yearly is hard to sway. Yearly is a tough commitment. So, um, but I'm told they supposedly they're going to have monthly at launch. So. I mean, WWE has monthly
1: Netflix, all of them. It's nice because you can cancel anytime. Cancel any time right? and all that, yeah. You, can, you don't have to feel like you're, like, with, if I do an annual subscription for something, it feels like I have to use it all the time so that I feel like I'm getting my
0: money's I'm worth. I'm probably going to give it more than a month if for no other reason than I want to see all of Titans. And if Titans is good, then I'll probably stick with it longer.
1: That's why I did. Uh, that's why I signed up for a CW All a- or CBS All Access because I wanted to give Star Trek Discovery a shot. Yes. It wasn't that great, so I canceled. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, same deal. I'll probably check it out if if they do some sort of right. promo for it. Uh, right, I don't know that I would keep it. Yeah, for I don't, all that long. Yeah, it's it's up up for you know. I don't think it's one of those Netflix things for me where I'm just gonna no. perpetually have it as a monthly.
0: No, I, I don't think so either um, I think primarily because My wife uses Netflix too um, Not just me uh, On this service It's probably just going to be me <laughs> I don't know that my wife is really excited For any DC Universe offerings But um, you know I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like So we've talked about this service now We talked about it on episode Either two or three Or episode one and then we talked about it at the live show because of Comic Con. We're talking about it now. I think we'll we'll give DC Universe a rest for a while, and then <laughs> uh, because I'm going to be the maybe guinea we pig, should, maybe we should wait until we actually see something. Because know? I'm going to be the guinea pig, In a couple episodes down the road, uh, we'll do Jeff reviews the DC Universe app. There you go. So sometime in late September, October, we'll uh, you know we'll uh, we'll give a review there. Uh, anything else you'd like to talk about? What
1: do you think? Uh, not in particular. I would just say that, you know, I'm interested to see what other people think about DC Universe. Me too. If you're, if you're going to sign up. Because I, feel, I get the sense that DC doesn't have a giant market here. It's I hard mean, to say
0: what their market is. Not a market
1: like Disney has for their streaming service. No. And even so, Disney is downplaying expectations. I think so. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's 7.99 a month now.
0: Is it gonna stay seven ninety nine a month forever? No, DC probably Universe? not. I don't know. I will tell you. I think the Disney. I think Disney is gonna come in under Netflix. I think you have to
1: come in under Netflix. But however, here's the thing: if you keep creating content, your your expenses are going up. You're and you don't have the subscriber base that Disney potentially has.
0: Your your monthly subscription is gonna go. Yeah, on. I think DC is in a much different position than than Disney is. I think Disney could keep it at. I think Disney keep it low. I think. I think Disney's going to come in at seven ninety nine a month. This has been my my feeling. Um, I think Disney's going to come in at seven ninety nine a month. Yeah. I think um, because Netflix is what ten ninety nine now. I think.
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I think it depends. I,
0: I think well the I'll put it this way it the depends. tier of Netflix I have is ten ninety nine.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that might be the base tier. Though.
0: My wife likes it for all, a lot of different things. I keep it for comedians and cars getting coffee and Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all you watch on Netflix. Pretty much, yeah. Wow.
1: There's uh, a lot of shit
0: on there, man. I know that, but that's like really my mainstays. Um. So. But I I would really like to get Disney Play. I'm very excited for Disney Play uh, in 2019. Um, but I think they're going to come in at 7.99 too. I'll be curious how long Disney or DC stay at 7.99. I think Disney yeah. stays there longer. Um, I know one of the things that Disney talked about was because they sold the rights to Star Wars to TBS and TNT for a couple years, I think if they had all of their television rights to Star Wars movies, they would probably charge more than $7.99. It's going to cost them quite a bit of money to get out of that contract. And it's not until like 2023, I think, that they can not renew it. So I think they're going to be at $7.99 for a while. But also, they can't price over Netflix. That's suicide.
1: I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you. Can, I don't think anyone can. And Disney
0: will tell you the they're front. they're not trying to compete with Netflix. They're just trying to create their own service. Okay. That's Disney's words. Um, I don't know what DC is trying to do. I mean, I do, but I I don't know. Um, I assume it's the same thing. You know, they just want a place for content where they can do original content themselves. You know, they don't have to schlep Titans to somebody. They can just content. do content.
1: Creator distributor. We've talked about this. Yes. That's what you gotta do. If yes. you wanna do whatever you want, <laughs> you <Yep>. they wanna <laughs> just want to con- build your own service now. They wanna control the content and the distribution. What do you think uh what do you think Marvel does? Do you do you think Disney does any sort of like Marvel specific
0: platform? Or no, they're, they're gonna be part it of Disney, Disney Play. Play. It's gonna be part of Disney Plus. And they're in the same boat. They sold all their movie rights to Netflix, except for Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is going to debut on Disney Play. Interesting. And every Marvel movie heretofore is going to debut for, uh, like Netflix type, it's going to go to Disney Play. And then once the Netflix deals for um, the 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 movies expire, those movies will then show up on Disney Play. And then the Netflix shows, you know, they have contracts for Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Yeah. The Defenders, if they ever want to do Defenders again, and Jessica Jones. But Disney now could say, we're not going to give Netflix the next show. It's going to go to Disney Play. Do you think that's a good move, though? Yes. Really? Yes. From a consumer standpoint. Uh, I don't know about consumer standpoint. Because that's for what a, really matters. From a Marvel standpoint, <laughs> I, think it do, I think it does. I think it makes sense I don't know that it's a good move I mean none of this is great If you're a consumer If you're a consumer Ideally <laughs> you would <laughs> want All this shit in one place If you're a consumer You're nickel and dimed everywhere Yeah, yeah. So let's let's punt that Because that's not Going to happen <laughs> I think if Disney Play Comes in under Netflix
1: Meanwhile here's... cables Big cables Like yeah you oh, want to Cut your cable huh big, big cables dead Go ahead and subscribe To 12 services And see who comes Crawling back to cable It'll still be cheaper Than cable I don't know if if CBS uh, AMC has a premier uh, paid subscription service now. I know. Uh,
0: you will see. Welcome to the world we live in. I think the the thing for Disney is that um, every time Disney goes into something, it tends to do well. That's fair. Because of the the brand awareness and the brand loyalty they have. Yeah. You know, we Sean and I joke a lot about about Disney, for those of you who know me, and all of you who are great friends of the show know, I love Disney. In fact, it's, uh, I think, 66 or 65 days until my trip to Disney World in November with my family. I can't wait. I love Disney. I'm a sucker for anything Disney. I'm a Disney stockholder. Uh, I like Star Wars. I like Marvel. Uh, I like Pixar. I like... I'm a Disney person. So I am going to get Disney played, most likely. Uh, But everything they go into... They tend to go into it doing well. You know, they're, they're a huge... You know, they're the number one attraction in the country. You know, Disney World sees millions of people a year. The Magic Kingdom alone sees seven million people. It's the number one theme park in the country. Um, they have, like, the number one, two, four, and six theme park on the planet, in terms of attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have, like, 15,000 resort hotel rooms. So the, the all across the world, you know, they have thousands of resorts across the world, not just in the U.S. Yeah, they're big. You know, they have stuff in Asia. They have Euro Disney. Um, they have the Hawaiian. They have Aulani, their Hawaiian vacation resort. They have a place on, I think, Hilton Head, South Carolina, for vacations by Disney. You're trying to sell me the Disney portfolio. They have a, the Disney Vacation Club is more than just Disney. I'm not buying Vacations in California <laughs> and Florida. You can go to these other Disney resorts Or they have partnerships with Tour companies so you could go to Europe or Australia or whatever um, You know they Their merchandise Their TV networks that they own Including the cable networks they own ABC, ESPN Soon to be Disney Play, ESPN Plus The over the top ESPN Disney goes into things and they do well There's a brand loyalty People go back all the time I've been to Disney ten times in my lifetime The reason I know that is because For some reason one of the questions that I had to ask I had to answer when I called in To do some business with them the other day They asked how many times in my life I had been to a Disney resort <laughs> And I counted yeah. I'm pretty wow. sure it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 11
1: I've been once
0: I, I've been a few times to Florida And I, this past spring My wife and I completed Kind of a bucket list trip Which was to go to Disneyland in California the original that was a great experience as a Disney person. So, I'm a Disney stockholder. Like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you've are you been in
1: bed for, with Disney for a long time
0: now. And kids are in bed with Disney, too. Mm-hmm. My niece loves the Mickey Mouse Club. She's two. Yeah, we should rephrase that. Man. She loves the Mickey Mouse Club. So... Yeah, she's gonna... Eventually, when she gets older, she's gonna ask my grand, my parents, her grandparents, or my sister or my brother-in-law, trust me, we'll all be going to Disney World with my niece. Don't worry. See, Sean doesn't have kids yet. He doesn't have nieces and nephews yet. They get hooked young. They just do. Disney just hooks them. Yeah. The Mickey Mouse Club. This kid loves the Mickey Mouse Club. She sings the song, she does the dance. She loves Minnie Mouse. She loves Mickey Mouse... Even though the Mickey Mouse Club is still a thing. Well it's 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 called the Mickey Mouse Club. It's with Mickey Mouse himself. It's an animated cartoon. What? Yeah, it's an animated cartoon. It's Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, Daisy and Donald, Goofy, and and it's a it's aimed at, at kids. My niece loves it, my nephew loves it too. It's like the Looney Tunes. Uh, it's either Mickey it's either the Mickey Mouse Club or the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It's one of those. But uh, yeah, the kids love it. Mickey and Minnie, and they sing and dance. Yeah. Great. They teach kids shapes and colors and animals. Fantastic. Well, that's how they get you. Yeah, well, good for
1: them. So, what I would say is, if you're going to subscribe to this thing, send us an email, let us know.
0: Yeah. Your thoughts on it. On the the Uh, DC Universe, let us know.
1: We did get a couple emails, um... that I've sort of been sitting on until we do episode 6. We'll We'll probably address it in episode 6. Yeah,
0: let's talk briefly about episode 6. I know we've been away for a little while. Like I said, Sean's schedule and mine in August was uh, nuts. And also, uh, episode 4 and episode 5 came out really close to each other. um, Yeah, they did. Because of the timing of episode 4 and because uh, we had been asked to do episode 5 and we were given a date. That
1: was a, I, I, I really enjoyed episode five.
0: That was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, episode five, I think
1: I'm the most proud of the work we that did. That was fun to do. If you haven't listened to episode five yet, yeah, shame on you. Please
0: listen to episode that five. That was fantastic. That I was know we, we called them out uh, in episode five live, but uh, we do want to thank the good doctor, our good friend Dr. Alex Jones, um, Katie and McNeil of Katie and R. McNeil, Productions, Katie, and I hope I got your production company right. <laughs> uh,
1: I think she uses letters.
0: I think there's letters. Oh, it's KRMC Productions. My yeah. apologies, Katie. Um, Nicole and Melissa and uh, Katie for asking questions and for uh, the good folks who hired us for having us that day. Um, it's, it's something that uh, I look back on and enjoy that I did. Uh, I hope everybody who listened enjoyed it. I certainly think the people who were in the room enjoyed it. Um, unless those were pity laughs, I don't know. Nah, they, they sounded pretty genuine. Uh, I'm really proud of episode 5 but because 4 and 5 came out in such a tight uh, production schedule and because Sean and I were real pissy in August with our, you know, real lives um, we've been kind of dormant so we wanted to do this ride along to get back into the swing of things and uh, as we head into September and uh, summer is over and we're all kind of Hunkering down for the fall and the winter, uh, we'll get back on a more regular production schedule. So I would imagine sometime in September, episode six will be coming to you, and we'll uh, we'll read some emails. We'll read some uh, great friend of the show emails, and we'll talk about some things that you address in the emails. Maybe we can settle the great calzone crisis of uh, 2018. <laughs> we can get this young man a calzone that's appropriate, and. Um, We'll reach out again. Sean, do you want to, have anything else, or do we want to wrap this up? Let's wrap
1: it up. WantedByNunShow at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Get with us on social media. We're trying with the social media. It's, we're just, on, it's hard, guys. It's hard doing everything.
0: We're know? on the grants. We're on the Twitter. <laughs> we're on the Facebook.
1: WantedByNunShow, or no, it, that's the email. Yeah. WantedByNunPot is all the social stuff.
0: Our uh, Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram. Uh, go see the fun stuff that we've done, and, and you know, connect Give us a with follow. us. Say hello. We'd love to say hello to our great friends of the show. Come on in and say hello. Um, if you have, you know what? I'm even going to throw this out there, and he's going to kill me. You have an episode suggestion? Throw us an email. Throw us a message on Facebook. Throw us a, a post on Instagram, on Twitter. We'll take a look at it. And if it meets the Wanted by None criteria, meaning it's a name, it's stupid, and nobody has wanted it before now, we'll <laughs> do it, by God. Because we are the pod of the people. We are the people's stupid podcast. That's what we do here at Wanted by None. Right? Yeah, you might have to drag me kicking and screaming through some suggestions, but whatever. We'll get him to do we'll it for us. Do Don't it. worry. So we'll see you soon for episode six. Have a great Thursday. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Stay safe out there on the roads.
1: Uh, adios.